Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. Happy Wednesday to you all. All right, we're going to talk some Arizona football, get some predictions. We're also going to talk some Arizona basketball because the red-blue game is literally here. So let's talk about it. Let's get started here on Locked on Wildcats. You are Locked on Wildcats. Your daily podcast on the Arizona Wildcats. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. So we're going to get some football predictions in here. We're going to talk some Arizona basketball. But you know what? We've been going straight football, so we are going to talk a little bit of Arizona men's basketball here. With red-blue, the red-blue game is here, so let's get excited. Let's talk about this a little bit. All right. First and foremost, um, last year's team, I think, and what Tommy Lloyd was able to accomplish last year was impressive on a multitude of fronts. First, you brought in and you basically changed everything that had been done at Arizona for about the last 10 years. You out was the screaming, the yelling, the, you know, the kind of the corporal punishment type of uh, ways of Sean Miller. And in was a more smooth, relaxed, but intense when needed, Tommy Lloyd. Now, where it becomes even more interesting, though, with uh, Arizona is the product on the court then was also much more Ludolson esque than it was Sean Miller and that Tommy Lloyd was looking to get up and down the court, was looking to run, and everything that he said too about how, you know, the best way for me to re- or the best way to be able to win games, I believe, is to be able to run. Not just because it's, you know, it sounds cool or it's a cool cliche or anything like that. That's the way that I believe that you can best win basketball games. And you know, he was the national coach of the year for a reason. You came in with a year, team that I think would have been happy if you had made the top 25. And not only did you make the top 25, you were the number two seed in the or the number two overall seed in the entire country. So, again, a lot of really, really good stuff that came out of Tommy Lloyd that first year. So now what to look for in year two. Now, I think that it is going to be a little bit of a, a step back year, for lack of a better term. Um Last year's team, I think if things had broken right and you got the right matchups, could have been a national title contender. I don't believe that this year's team is a national title contender, and there's a multitude of reasons why. But I do believe that Arizona is also a top 15 type team, though. That if you make the uh, second weekend of the NCAA tournament, you're going to be more than happy with that result. And honestly, I think that that's more than possible. But the reason that I think that you take a little bit of a step back is just because it's impossible to be outside of Kentucky or Duke. It's impossible to be able to replace some of the guys that uh, some of the guys who you are um, who you're losing. Ben Matherin first. Ben Matherin's off to the Indiana Pacers. Um, He was second team All-American. He was one of the 10 best players in college basketball. No matter who you brought in, wasn't going to be replacing him. Then you got Christian Coloco, who was underrated nationally in a big way, mainly because um, I think people knew that he was a good defender. I don't think people knew how good of a defender he was. He was obviously the conference uh, defensive player of the year, 
but nationally that he probably should have got a lot more love for that position as well. Um, so that, and then you lose Dalen Terry as well. Uh, Dalen Terry became kind of that jack of all trades. I was always a big fan on Dalen Terry. Now I was wrong on Christian Coloco. I didn't see Christian Coloco developing the way that he did, but Dalen Terry, I think was an easy one, especially if you watched Dalen Terry throughout the, uh, excuse me, Throughout the, uh, the majority of his high school career, you could tell that this is a player that was probably going to that was probably going to be able to um, find a role in some way, shape, or form. Whether that was handling the ball, whether that was a secondary, you know, initiator of the offense, whatever the case may be, Dalen Terry was probably going to be able to find a um, to a way to continue to progress. And he did just that and to the tune of where he became a, uh, the 18th pick in the NBA draft. So good on Dalen. So those three guys right there, you're not going to be able to just replace. Um, but there are some interesting aspects to this Arizona basketball team this year. And first and foremost is Azulis Tabellis. Azulis Tabellis is the number, how do I put this? Um, the number one, uh, the, basically the number one option, for, um, the number one option for Arizona right here, and that he's got to be that dude. He's got to be a guy that gets you 19 points, eight rebounds, pretty much every single game in. 19 points, eight rebounds, something like that. Got to be able to make it happen each game in each uh, game because there's no reason that he shouldn't be able to do that. Again, if he wasn't capable of that, we wouldn't be asking for it. But you also have to remember that Arizona has lost Dalen Terry and just got the guys that we just talked about. So you've got to have that person in there that can make that difference. And I think that that's got to be a Julius Tabellis. Now, the last time we saw Julius Tabellis, he was in a lot of, uh, um, he wasn't doing well. Um, he was in a bad spot. You did. I didn't like mentally what I saw from him in the PAC 12 tournament, to be honest with you. I thought that, uh, you know, when he started uh, showboating a little bit and, uh, you know, uh, making fun of guys for being too small for him, that really wasn't him. And you saw too, when he got to the NCAA tournament against, uh, Houston, against, um, uh, te um, Texas, uh, uh, excuse me. Um, Texas Christian that you had some guys in there that were not going to play. They were not going to be intimidated by any of that nonsense. And they kind of pushed Azulis around for, you know, for lack of a better term, Azulis kind of got pushed around. Um, so Arizona needs him to be that guy. Now who can be that second option for you? You got a couple different guys. You could go with Kerr Creesa. Um, the only thing that I'd like to see from Kerr is I'd like to see him be able to score at a more efficient rate. Now, I don't think that he's ever going to be a great defender. That to me is just not going to ever be in the cards for him. Um, but he's a better playmaker slash facilitator than I think people give him credit for. And he's also got the capacity to be able to, uh, you know, play really well in the pick and roll. The problem with him though, is that again, he's supposed to be a pure shooter, the form looks great, but for whatever reason, it doesn't connect at a high rate. So that needs to be improved. Courtney Ramey, I find very fascinating because, again, Texas transfer. I do think that he's going to be a player who will – how do I put this? I do think that he's going to be a player – as I turn my fan on because I'm hot. Um, 
I think that you're looking at a player that should be more like he was as a junior at Texas under Shaka Smart than he was as Chris Beard last year, who essentially is not a huge fan of uh, offensive uh, offensive forays. Ramey, I think, is capable of being tw- a 12 or a 13-point-per-game guy. I don't think that there's any reason that he shouldn't be, but we're also going to find out exactly if he's capable of doing that or not. But in Tommy Lloyd's offense, I certainly think that he is more than – it's more than a possibility that he can fill that role for sure. Um, then Pella Larson. All right. Take it for what it's worth with me and Pella Larson, because honestly, I was wrong on Pella. My bad Pella became a staple of the Mike Luke uh, experience um, basically last year, every single year or every single game saying, sorry, Pella, I didn't realize that you were good. Pella Larson's very, very good. So again, take with for what I'm going to say with a grain of salt because I'm already wrong on Pella, but I I do see people now saying that you know he should be all conference. I don't again I don't see it. And again, make fun of me all you want because I've definitely been wrong on this. But I don't see the ball handling there um, to be able to kind of be that next level guy. I think he can be solid. I think he can be 11 points something like that. But, you know, people I think that are expecting, you know, 15 or 16 points per game. I don't know that I I don't know that I really uh, that I really see that. But we will we will find out about that um, one way or the other. Now, where I also am fascinated, what are you going to see then from the Arizona from the Arizona um, back? Some of the other transfers, some of the other newcomers there um, up front. Uh, Umar Ballo, obviously coming back. If you've seen any pictures of Umar, he's rocked and ripped, and he looks fantastic. And I think that's what you're hoping for if you were Arizona. But um, now, can that transfer over onto the court to where he's playing a um, he's playing more of a you know a dynamic factor as opposed to just kind of being the rebounder space eater dunker can he be able to play a little bit better when the tempo gets quicker i think that i think a lot of people are fascinated to see that one i don't know if uh that's he's capable of that but ballo was another one that drastically outperformed my expectations last year i thought that ballo would be a kind of a roster filler guy you know maybe get a few junk minutes here or there but there were games when he was an absolute force. I mean, I think to the Pac-12 title game where he's blocking shots, he's dunking on people, doing all kinds of stuff. So, again, I don't know exactly where he fits into everything, but there certainly is a role for him. Another guy, too, that there's a role for, Cedric Henderson. Got to keep an eye on Cedric Henderson. He comes here from Campbell University. Again, I get it. Roll your eyes, Campbell. But – uh, if you watched him against Duke, and we've talked about this before, he looked like he belonged out there. How can how does he fit in? Is he a 20-minute-per-game guy? Is he a 15? Is he maybe a 25-minute-per-game guy? There's a lot of different angles to uh, look at when it comes to all of these uh, players that are going to be out there, and I think that's what's exciting about the University of Arizona right now. And so, again, if you were to, uh, you know, if you were to ask me where do I see Arizona – uh, playing this year, I think they finish probably second in the conference. But after that, I also think that they're somewhere in that top 15 to 20 range, maybe a little bit more, maybe a little bit less, but certainly not any, uh, I don't think any less than that. But this is also going to be a way, place where Tommy Lloyd can show people what he's capable of. I think people already know that, hey, man, 
He did an amazing job at Arizona last year. What's going to be on core for him? And we're going to find that one out. Now, one thing you could have done, if you had bet on Arizona last year on the Bet Online Sportsbook, that would have been the easiest place for you to do this and to be able to make a ton of money because Bet Online is where it's at. It's an easy sports book to navigate. How many times do you get people that say, yeah, you know, I'd like to bet some money, but I don't really feel comfortable because, you know, it feels a little, uh, you know, it just feels a little out of my realm. This is, there, there's none of that with Bet Online. Bet Online Sportsbook is, it's been around forever. It's going to continue to be around, gives you the best deals. Again, check it out. Bet Online Sportsbook, you could have taken Arizona last year and made a lot of money by just continuously betting them because of all the games that they won. So we're going to take a quick break. We'll be right back with you. We're going to get you ready for this Colorado-Arizona football game coming up next. Thanks for keeping it locked on, Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right, we've talked a lot about Arizona Cal and what happened last week and about how disappointing of a game that was. And honestly, there's no doubt about it that that was a disappointing game. It wasn't so much that Arizona lost. It's basically how they lost in that they were getting essentially just kind of got shoved around. Um, And I still think that Jaden Ott is still running. And if he's not, he's somewhere probably still running. But all that being said, Arizona moves on to Colorado now. Now, a couple of troubling pat- or patterns have emerged defensively for Arizona. You don't like the fact that the last two teams have looked at Arizona and said, we're going to run right at you. And they've been able to do that to the tune of about seven yards per pop. Arizona's got to get that figured out. Um, if that means that you sell out to stop the run and you know what, you end up giving some air passing through the air, I get it. But you can't continue to let people just run at you the way that teams are running at Arizona because that's going to be a recipe for disaster right there. Now, thankfully, Colorado is on the agenda right here. And Arizona should be able to beat Colorado and should be able to beat Colorado fairly easily. If you get on the Bet Online Sportsbook, you'll probably see a point spread of about 17 and a half. That's about right. Colorado is the worst team in Power 5 football. Um, If Arizona doesn't beat Colorado and doesn't beat them soundly, then we're probably maybe not quite as far along as some people thought that we should be at this point or that we are at this point. But I firmly expect Arizona to slam or to smash Colorado. And let's just say that that does happen. Arizona beats Colorado and beats them easily. All of a sudden, you're at 3-2. and And keep in mind going into the season that Arizona had an over under of three wins on the season. So, you know, uh, Arizona would already be in a push at that point. Then what's next on the schedule. Then there are, there is going to be a gauntlet of really tough games here, but there are some games that Arizona can pick off. I said, going into the year, get five wins. Um, again, I don't care how you get the five wins, but somehow get the five wins. And if you can get the five wins, then um, you're going to uh, you're going to be well ahead of schedule here. So where can those wins come from? And again, this is assuming that Arizona does beat Colorado. Um, ASU is the obvious one at the end of the season. Uh, ASU stinks. Um, they have a new coach in play, and um, honestly, just not very good. 
It's just kind of the way it is. Arizona should win that game. So there's four wins. Now, you got to be able to find somewhere in there. And I'm not totally, I'm not super concerned about this because Arizona generally does a pretty good job of this. You got to find somewhere in there to be able to steal that game. And Arizona always steals a game, whether it's, again, I think USC and Utah are going to be very difficult. But you've also got, and Washington has turned out to be absolutely fantastic, at least so far. But who else do you have then? You could have a, can you beat an Oregon? Probably not, but I also think that Oregon's very over, I think Oregon's overrated. Um, Could you beat a Washington State? Certainly. I get that Washington State beat Wisconsin, but, you know, that doesn't do a ton for me, honestly. Um, I think... um, I think that with uh, then you look at the rest of the conference, you don't get Stanford, which stinks because Stanford would be a very winnable game. UCLA is maybe a winnable game. So there's a, there's a, other games to be had in there. So I think when people say, you know, this is going to be Arizona's last win, I think that's incredibly short sighted right there. And I don't I don't really subscribe to that theory at all. All right. But let's take a quick break here. Um, Then we're going to get some predictions for the Colorado game where I think that Arizona, how I think this game plays out and what Arizona does. Thanks for keeping it locked on Wildcats. I am your host, Mike Luke. All right. Now more to get to here. Let's talk about um, this Arizona Colorado game and how I see this game unfolding. To me, this is a kind of a simple game. Uh, Arizona should be able to do what they want offensively here. Jaden Delora is better than anybody on Colorado's roster. Arizona's running backs are better than anybody on Colorado's roster. Arizona's receivers across the board, maybe not on defense, but Arizona's uh, Arizona should be able to pile up a ton of points here. And I don't see Colorado having any capacity to be able to match the points that I do expect Arizona to be able to put up on the ground. I'm or on the ground and through the air. I look for a big Arizona victory here. I think this is something, excuse me. I think this is something like a 38 to 14 win, something like that. Um, because, and if it's not, then we're going to have a lot more concerns, but this shouldn't be a close game. Um, Arizona, even though the defense hasn't necessarily showed it, Arizona is a much better football team than they were last year at this point. Um, last this year's team would destroy last year's team. And a big reason for that is because of what Arizona does offensively. I, I don't think that there's any doubt about that. Um, but Jaden Delora has got to continue to take that next step. I'm a big fan of what he's done. I give him a solid B plus on the season and there's absolutely nothing wrong with that, but you got to continue to improve. You got to continue to get better. And, you know, the link that he has with Jacob Cowing right now is absolutely fantastic. T-Mac is also getting in there as well, getting some touchdowns. Um, I wouldn't mind seeing Kevin Green Jr. in there a little bit. Dorian Singer's been fantastic. McLaughlin's been fantastic, obviously, at the tight end position. So there's a lot to like about this Arizona squad. Um, if you're, like I said, I'm looking at something like a 38-14 to 14 win. You should check it out on the Bet Online Sportsbook app, obviously, because that's where all the cool stuff is. But big win. If Arizona, if Arizona wins this game... You're three and two after five games. If I were to ask any Arizona fan if you were going to be three and two after five games, would you take it? Everybody would say yes. So you just got to remember perspective is a big thing here. Rome was not built in a day. We're going to continue to say that Rome was not built in a day. Okay. So we will be back with you, though. Wanted to get you prepared for the Arizona Red Blue game. 
give you a little prediction on what to expect from a, the Colorado Arizona game. But as always, you guys have a great Wednesday out there. Um, and thanks so much for listening to Locked On Wildcats.